welcome to the Frugal Debt-Free Life Podcast. I'm your host, Lydia Sen, and I am passionate about teaching you how to live a frugal, debt-free life. Years ago, my husband and I paid off a mountain of debt on a tiny income, and since then, I have made it my mission to teach other people how to get out of debt and remain out of debt. Life is Like money is messy, and it rarely fits inside of a cash envelope. So if you're ready for a grace-filled money discussion, you have come to the right place. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm so excited to be talking to you today. Today's episode is a little different because it is about the life portion of a frugal debt-free life and getting your time under control, getting your schedule under control, because I feel like time management and money management, while they aren't sisters they're more like cousins it's important to understand one and the other so today i'm going to be sharing with you how i make a block schedule how i make it work for me as a full-time working mom who is also a full-time student and homeschools her kids so let's jump in there's no way i would get anything done if i didn't schedule it into my day hey everyone i hope you're having a good day today we're going to talk about block schedules, what they are, what they're not, how to make one work, how to troubleshoot one that doesn't work, and a few things to remember if you are new to block scheduling. But first, if you're new around here, hello, my name is Lydia Sin, and I make videos on frugal and simple living and time management, because that apparently is my passion. Last week, I had a Zoom call with a client, and I was sharing my screen with her, and I said, hold on a second, let me put my next meeting, because she had asked for an extra Zoom day, into my Google Calendar. And keep in mind that this client is a professional organizer. She's a New York Times bestselling author, and she saw my Google Calendar and gasped and said, can you teach me how to do that? Because it's amazing how you may thrive in one area, so hers is physical organization, but you may struggle in another area, which for her was keeping her schedule on track. And you can flip it. I, physical organization, it's like I have blindness to it. I have clutter blindness, but actual schedule keeping is where I thrive. So if you are wanting some tips on how to create a better block schedule and just kind of figure out how to do it all, then this video is hopefully gonna be helpful for you. Now, a little bit of a caveat before we begin. Number one, nobody is doing it all. Number two, just because someone appears to be doing more than you doesn't mean that they are. If you sat down and made a video about all the stuff you do in a day, you would realize it's a lot. Number three, it's not a competition. Number four, I get up at 4 a.m. Doesn't mean you have to get up at 4 a.m. or that you're less productive because you don't get up at 4 a.m. You can be just as productive at 1 a.m. or 10 o'clock at night or 11 o'clock in the morning. You have to find the time that works for you. And block scheduling isn't for everyone. So I could give you a hundred tips telling you how to kill your schedule, but if it doesn't work for you, it doesn't work for you. It's not, it's not, it doesn't really matter. Okay. So let's, let's just jump in. So I have a lot to figure out how to balance on a daily basis. So I work from home full time as a virtual assistant. I have four kids, three of them I homeschool, and one of them is a toddler, a three-year-old preschooler. Um, I am a full-time college student now, and then I'm a wife and a mom and all of those things. 
So it's all about prioritizing in the moment what needs to be done. And so a block schedule is just taking your day and breaking it into blocks. It's breaking it into little segments. This is how I view it. If you sleep for eight hours a day, <laughs> hmm. <laughs> but if you sleep for eight hours a day, that leaves you 16 hours. If you break up that time in two hour chunks, that gives you eight little portions to do what you need to do. So if you work outside the home, you know that probably two of those, or at least one of those chunks, the two hours is commuting, and then the eight hours is working. So that leaves you six hours to figure out the rest of your time, which isn't a lot, but that's still six hours that are yours. And you can schedule them out however you need to to fit those areas of your life. So the first thing that I do when creating a block schedule is list out everything that needs to get done. Now this is before I even put it into my Google Calendar or my planner, my paper planner, I use both. I write out everything that needs to be done. And this includes work tasks, homekeeping tasks, and my daily four, which I'll talk about in a minute, kids school slash activities, college, and then social slash hobbies. So a lot of times when you're looking at how to make a schedule, it'll say, you know, identify what work you need to get done that day. No, 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 back it up. We're gonna do this by week. A daily to-do list? No. A weekly to-do list. Why? Because not everything is gonna get done in one day. And sometimes you need to be a little bit more flexible and move things around to a different day. Not every single day looks exactly the same. So some days we may have appointments or activities or something else going on. And so my trip to you know run errands and pick up a few things at the grocery store or call and make appointments or whatever it was that's on my to-do list isn't necessarily gonna get done that day. And so I need to look at my overall schedule and figure out what days I can run errands, make phone calls, etc., etc. Time blocking works because it creates a visual picture of what your week looks like and you're not a completely visual person. It does kind of help you see areas where you may have a little bit more time than you thought, areas where you can schedule some things or areas where you can just chill. Okay, so the next thing I do when creating a block schedule is choosing what needs to be prioritized. So not everything can get done at the same time and not everything is the same priority. So I read a book by Jessica Turner called Stretch Too Thin and in the book she talks about that we're all juggling balls and some of the balls are made of glass and some of them are made out of rubber. And so you need to know what in your life you can drop that will bounce back and what in your life that you drop that's going to shatter. And so obviously things that my family needs is going to be a bigger priority than a social event or even my own schoolwork. Uh, work deadlines where I get paid, which helps feed my family, is going to be a bigger priority than an event that we need to sign up for, or laundry, or even some fun activities. It's all about prioritizing what is the most breakable in that moment and letting go of things that necessarily aren't life or death, or 
gonna have a negative impact on your overall home's well-being. For example, this morning, I put the last of our dirty clothes in the washing machine and it felt great. Now, those clothes aren't gonna get folded and put away for days, but we all have clean underwear and if we need to go get it out of the basket, we can. Know what you're going to need to prioritize and so I'm prioritizing getting classwork done, turning in work for clients, and even recording this video over folding laundry any day of the week. I will do anything any day of the week to not have to fold laundry. Next, decide how much flexibility you need and how much structure you need. I cannot do an unstructured day. I am flexible in so many areas. I'm just, okay, plot twist, let's move on and figure out how to make this work. But if I don't have structure, I'm going to wander off and get into trouble. My husband tells me all the time that I have to stay busy because if I don't, I, st I stir up trouble. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, you know what? We need to start a new project. Let's repaint the bathroom. And he's like, it's one o'clock in the morning. Oh. Yeah, so I need, um, I was actually telling someone this the other day. My husband doesn't have to travel for work as much as he used to, but back when he did, I would have to set an alarm in my phone to go to bed at night because it would be three o'clock in the morning and I'm like oh it's dark outside and the kids have been asleep for five hours um maybe I should go to bed now <laughs> so I need like I need structure I need routine I kind of need a rigid schedule if you're not a, the type of person that responds well to tight deadlines and a rigid schedule then know that about yourself and don't pack things in so lightly make things a little bit loose make make it more of a suggestion and less of a deadline. Know what parts of your day that you have the most control over. So for me, it's early in the morning from four to seven. My kids generally don't get up until seven, although the time change has ruined my life. I think we're adjusting to it now, but for a while there, it was it was touch and go every morning. But now their little bodies have adjusted and they're not getting up until seven. And then finally, know what part of the day you are the most productive. You may not be productive in the morning. You may be productive later in the evening or later in the morning. So figure that out and schedule those big deadline tasks in those areas. So let's talk about how to break up your day. So you may have heard this analogy about the rocks in the jar where somebody put the biggest rocks first in the jar and then pebbles and then sand and then water and then everything filled in the cracks. Well, it's really important when making your schedule to put the biggest activities in first. The things, not necessarily the first part of your day, but the things that you need to focus on need to get the prime time of your day. So remember how we talked about determine the time of your day where you're the most productive? Well, that may be when you need to schedule the biggest tasks. Next, I like to schedule in my daily four. So there are four things that I do every day to make sure that my home stays running as a working mom, and those are sweeping and or vacuuming the main area of our home, so our kitchen, our living room, and the hallway. Number two is making sure that the dishes are clean at the end of the day so we wake up to an empty sink and we go to sleep to an empty sink although there are times when that doesn't happen because I will prioritize hanging out with my husband over dishes anytime right <laughs> number three is making sure that we have a meal and then number four is a complete load of laundry 
Now, once a week, I try to focus on cleaning like one area. And so it may be a kitchen deep clean, a bathroom deep clean. This morning, I cleaned my bathroom, I cleaned the shower. And so on Tuesdays, I usually focus on cleaning one room and doing our sheets, and then that's it. So pick four tasks that need to be done and do them every single day. And I promise it's like domestic magic for us undomesticated people. <laughs> Let's talk about why block scheduling works. So here is how my day works and I'm just gonna read it straight to you from my calendar. 4 a.m. from 7 a.m. is when I either go to the gym, I do my schoolwork, or I work. So that's when I'm working on client projects. So that's 15 hours a week where I'm either working or doing something to help myself physically or mentally. So four to seven. So my kids seem to naturally get up for the most part and we do breakfast, chores, and that's when I do my daily four. So I'll prep dinner and stick the stuff in the fridge or I'll take the stuff I need for dinner out of the freezer. I'll throw on the laundry. Um, I don't sweep and mop until the end of the day unless we have like tracked dirt in the house. I'll go ahead and do it then. I'll strip the bed, like anything that's on that list, I'll go ahead and do it in that eight to seven area. Then from eight to one, my kids do school. And most of the time, you know, we do a hybrid. So two days a week we go into a community and we do school together. And then three days a week we do school at home. And we do our piano, our basketball, all of this. Developed a really good schedule at this point. My kids know what to expect. I know what to expect. And that is five hours of educational time, which a kindergartner doesn't need. So we're done with him within an hour or two. Um, but the rest of them, it's a lot of work. And so we do math, history, science, grammar, Latin, all of that in that time. Two is when we do a lot of enrichment activities. That's when my kids have piano or um, we'll go meet friends somewhere. And then either one to three or two to four is when they have rest time. So that's a two hour block of time for me to work and study and do the things that I need to do. Um, I call those my office hours. So like I'm filming a video right now. That's when I Zoom with my clients. That's when I record podcasts with people. That's when I write. That's when I do all of the things that I get paid to do. From four to six is just hang out, yeah, finish up anything that we didn't get done during the day, clean our house, go for a walk, whatever it is you do when your kids get home from school is what we do from four to six. Then my husband gets home, we eat dinner, and then I'll try to work for one to two hours after my kids go to bed and then hang out with him and we go to sleep. Um, but let's talk about what doesn't get done during the different blocks. So from four to seven, I'm not cleaning my house. I'm not working on anything other than the stuff that I need to get done, the stuff that I've prioritized for work. And if I don't have a lot of work deadlines um, during, cause it's very much seasonal right now, it's the fourth quarter, it's pretty busy, but January to March, it's not as busy as it is the rest of the year. And so I still get up early, but I, may just read a book or hang out or do what I want to do because it's my time and I can spend it however I want. Um, but I'm not 
focusing on things not blocked during that time. I feel like block scheduling eliminates that feeling of everything has to get done right away because I have a tendency to put the same level of importance on everything. And with the block schedule, I can say, well, now it's not the block for that. Yeah, I can see those dirty dishes, but now it's not the block for that. I can do that at six o'clock. Yeah, I should probably return this email, but we're learning about the Anglo-Saxons right now, and we're reading this book together, and then we're going to make a salt map of what Europe used to look like, so we're not gonna return this email right now. <laughs> we're doing a science project, or we're making a three-dimensional globe at a paper. That phone call can wait. So it's all about lining up the priorities in the moment that make the most sense in the moment. When does time blocking work for you? If you find yourself constantly trying to multitask, time blocking may work for you. If you feel yourself frequently overwhelmed about all of this stuff on your to-do, or you don't know how to prioritize, or you're like me and everything feels like it's the same level of importance, a block schedule may just be the key to turning things around. Hey, that's it. I would love to hear from you. What do you think of this? What do you think of block schedules? Do they work for you? You can find me on Instagram at Lydia Sin, on YouTube as Lydia Sin, or you can find this podcast and every episode you might have missed at frugaldebtfreelife.com backslash podcast. And thank you to everyone who has left a review of the show. If you are listening on Apple or Spotify, you can swipe over the artwork and leave a review and that is how people find the show and we can continue to spread this message of debt freedom and hope in personal finance. So thank you for being here. I appreciate every single one of you and I will talk to you soon.